What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and that's Nickel, and this is Petty Revenge. So, I think he thinks that if he stares at me long enough that I'm going to give up his chair. Little does he know, we've got at least another two hours, maybe a little more, with finishing this up, editing, and everything else before he can have this chair. Anyway, we're getting ready to take our little trip down south to Florida to uh, get my mom and bring her back up north here to visit for a little while with us and then go to Jersey to my sister's house to visit for a little while. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to record on the road. I don't think there's going to be a camera involved this time because I have a different laptop. The one I used last time worked great with the built-in webcam and everything. It was awesome. But it's my son's and he's got schoolwork to do and he's not going with me. So I don't know. We'll figure something out. I'm going to record something. Come hell or high water, I'm recording. But uh, anyway... Hope you all enjoy the stories, and uh, let's see if he hangs out for a while. Ruin our experience? We'll ruin yours, and we'll do it better. Our family is the best, and we love a good party. Every year, pre-COVID, on the 4th of July, we would have the same tradition. Go to the local parade, celebrate my brother-in-law's birthday, and go to our town's local marina where there are rides, a live band, tons of local vendors, and a fireworks show with music to close out the night. As you can imagine, it's incredibly busy. This year was extra special. With COVID finally having slowed down, this was A, the first time in three years that we were going to be able to go to the parade and the marina as a family. B, the first time in over 10 years that we were able to celebrate with our father who moved back to California at the beginning of the pandemic. And C, our cousin's first time in America, and thus her first 4th of July. We got to the marina early, set up our lawn chairs directly behind the iron barrier that keeps people from plummeting into the water, so we would have an unobstructed view of the fireworks and be able to enjoy it as a family. Just before the fireworks, I ran off to get a snack, and when I came back, I saw that two girls in their early 20s had put themselves directly in front of our lawn chairs. My dad told them that we were all together and had been saving those spots, which was why the lawn chairs were there, but the girls just ignored him, forcing us to move the chairs. This split our family into three groups. The group to the girl's left, the group to their right, and the group behind them. Now one thing to know is, God Bless the USA is our jam, and it just so happens to be the first song they played during the fireworks show. As soon as it started, my sister, brother, and I, the group standing behind the girls, began singing and swaying, arms draped over one another, playing air drums and just being silly overall. Behind us, two tipsy girls around 24 followed suit, singing. And before long, my sister had draped her arm over the girls and brought them into our group to create one long chain of loudly swaying bodies. It's important to note that our family does not drink alcohol and thus was completely sober during this interaction. We just wanted to be able to be weirdos together. They kept annoyingly glancing behind at us singing, at my dad who was to their left trying to interact with his grandchildren who were to their right, at the tipsy girls who were determined to be heard over the music, and they clearly regretted choosing that spot. We, on the other hand, had a great time. Well, the cat decided my stories weren't good enough and decided to take a hike. <laughs> anyway... I don't know, I'm kind of torn on the whole saving seats thing. Uh, I get it, and it's tradition in a lot of towns. Uh, for many parades, fireworks shows, you name it, people will set up lawn chairs, trash cans, traffic cones, park their car there, whatever. It's kind of the unwritten rule that if you place your stuff there, you know, people will save their spots on the beach too. I can see both sides of this. I can see where it would get annoying for other people, but at the same time, you know, there was probably plenty of other spots where those girls could have sat. Even Or they could have even said, listen, oh, I'm sorry about that, and slid just to the side so that everybody could have kind of been clumped together for the family, and these girls could have been off to the side. They probably still would have been annoyed at the singing, but whatever. Can't make everybody happy, right? I screwed up a bully summer. 
After a couple months, I finally did it. I'm in secondary school right now, and summer vacation has started. The teachers and principals of my school still have meetings about the individual students. A couple months back, two classmates started to verbally abuse me online. They were calling me a peed, a cancer, famous swear word in the Netherlands, Chinese, dog eater, and so much worse. I sucked it up and screenshotted everything. One of those classmates have apologized since then and we're pretty good friends now. As for the bully, he's done some effed up things during the period between the verbal abuse and now. I just sat there on the side. I became friends with his ex-friends and just went about life at school. He's tried to pull me away from those friends, but his attempts were worthless. Now for the revenge. Since school basically ended now, I send all those screenshots to my mentor, a class's caretaker, and he was just shocked. He promised me that he would talk about it to the school higher-ups. I sent a screenshot of that conversation with my mentor to his friend, saying nothing. That friend was just shocked that I did that. She tried to guilt trip me into deleting everything, but I told her the damage was already done. She continued telling me that he already has a bad enough relationship with his parents. I told her to tell him he could go F himself. <laughs> Absolutely. So all of a sudden, this person feels bad and guilty and is trying to make you feel bad and guilty because the bully's going to have a harder time being in a relationship with his parents? While I understand that this is probably what created this monster to begin with was his parents, at the same time, you can't keep bowing down to bullies. You got to put them in their place and either make it so that they know you don't care and eventually they lose interest, but this guy evidently didn't lose interest and just kept dogging you. Well, in that case, then you fight fire with fire. You make his life miserable and maybe even just uh, ruin it, at least for a short time. But I'll be damned if you're supposed to just lay down for bullies. No way. Gotta stand up for yourself, so good for you, OP. My stepdad wore the same shirt I got in trouble for during the parent-teacher meeting. First off, let me preface this by saying both my mother and stepdad were absolute scum. But even the worst people in all of human history sometimes have their good moments, and this was one of them. I was 14 and I was in middle school. I was so proud of my Cornholio shirt from Beavis and Butthead. It was a mugshot of Beavis with his shirt up over his head and the caption read, I am the great Cornholio. I didn't know what the hell a cornhole was. I knew a pie hole was a mouth and I could kind of figure out with the inclusion of the word hole that maybe it meant anus, but I really didn't know for sure. And apparently my mom and stepdad didn't either. But my agri teacher, agricultural, maybe? Anyway, a religious fundamentalist who couldn't let an hour go by without shoehorning his religion into his lessons, pulled me out of class and took me into the principal's office over the shirt after I started doing Beavis impressions in class with my shirt up. I didn't know what it was about until we were in the hallway and he said, I find that highly offensive. This? I asked. Yes, he said. And just an FYI, this was the 90s. Even then, humans thought there was nothing in the world more important than the fact that they were offended by something stupid. Anyway, they made me turn my shirt inside out for the rest of the day. I told my mom and stepdad about it, and they didn't know what was up his butt either, other than the fact that he was a religious lunatic. Anyway, a few weeks later, it was time for parent-teacher conferences, and my mom remembered that stuff. She said she wanted to ask what the hell his problem was with that shirt. My stepdad decided to wear it during the meeting. The best part was that he was an effing cop. I didn't go to the meeting with them, but I'd have given just about anything to see that psycho's face. Oh my god. I remember that Beavis and Butthead stuff. Uh, I was an adult by then, but it was still funny. I probably wouldn't have done it myself, but I wasn't 14 either. As for the religious lunatic, fundamentalist, whatever, I can see it from both sides, but, you know, depending on where you're teaching and the, the context where the story took place and everything, I think that there's a time and a place for everything. 
I'm not sure that shirt was worth fighting over, but at the same time, that doesn't mean they're a lunatic. There may have been some standards back then, it just aren't the same as today, and even today's standards are different. So things change, they're cyclical. There was stuff when I was in grade school and high school and things like that in the 70s, 80s, all the way up to 89, and uh, it just, yeah, it is what it is. And I thought some of those people were stupid too, but your views on life and the world change over time. And anyway, good for your stepdad for wearing the shirt and uh, kind of making a show of it. I don't know what kind of a student you were, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if you were doing well in class and weren't really being totally disruptive or total clown, that they probably should have just let it slide. But I don't know. I wasn't there. Stole my buddy's hat back from his ex-girlfriend. I originally posted this story on r slash am I the a-hole and several told me that this sub might like it so here it goes. Backstory, my friend broke up with his girlfriend about 6 months ago when she cheated on him. It messed him up pretty badly and I spent a lot of time helping him keep his mind off of her. Yesterday I happened to run into her at a Target and seeing her in person made me realize how much I disliked her for doing that to my friend. But I acted civilly and tried to excuse myself quickly. Then I noticed that she was wearing my friend's hat, which I brought up to her trying to sound casual. She didn't seem to think much of it, but confirmed that it was. So I just said, that's what I thought, and I swiped it off her head and turned to leave. She was shocked that I would be so blatant and berated me for being a jerk. She also claimed that she had lice, to which I responded that if she did, they wouldn't be on her head. I pretty much just walked out at that point and she didn't really try to pursue me. My fiancé says that I was definitely a jerk or an immature I admit that I was being immature, but I maintain that it wasn't her hat and my best friend was happy to have it back. Immature? Maybe. Kind of a jerk? Yeah. And here's the reason. Even if it was your friend's hat, you're still stealing it. You're still assaulting her by taking it off of her head. And I think that's kind of crossing a little bit of a line there. And if your friend's not bold enough to go ahead and get his own hat back, then the hat's gone. I love my hat. In fact, I hand washed this thing yesterday. Doesn't it look so nice? It's got more sweat stains on it because today I was outside fighting with a chainsaw. Whole other story. Anyway, no cuts, just uh, a lot of grease and swearing and, you know, busted knuckles. So, yeah, it runs now, though. Anyway, if I had lent somebody my hat and we ended things on bad terms, whether it was a girlfriend or a friend or whatever, and they had my hat still, I'd ask for it back. If they refused, eh, screw it. I'd go get another hat. I would match the hat that I have. Is it the same? Eh, no. But at the same time, life's too short to pursue all that stuff for a piece of cloth, really. Well, screw it. If she did what you said she did and was the type of person you said she was, then... Eh, it is what it is. Swear at me for letting you walk past me on a narrow staircase? Say goodbye to your fancy purse. I used to be a janitor at an educational institution. Most of the people were nice, but in the building of hundreds, there are bound to be a few characters. There was this narrow staircase with a small break in the middle. Only one person could go up at a time, and if there were two people approaching each other, then one had to step aside. Well, I started my workday, carrying the supplies to restock the bathrooms. I hear someone coming down, so I step to the side to let her pass. Effing D-head, I heard her quietly mutter as she walked past. Fast forward three months. I was cleaning the second, smaller building. There was a special lost and found bucket that was only for the second building, but it was kept in a secluded cupboard that no one knew about, so I would just transfer all the belongings from there to the main reception, since belongings kept in that cupboard would go uncollected. Well, I saw this fancy purse there. I should give it to the main reception, but you know what? According to operating guidelines, it goes in the building's lost and found. The secluded lost and found, which no one knows anything about. So I put it there and kept working. 
I saw her with a new purse in a few days. A few months later, I handed in my notice and started a new job. The purse is still in the cupboard. I'm trying to figure out why this woman would call him that name because he stepped aside to let her go by. Like, what is that? I, help me understand. Like, because the guy's being nice, was, is she assuming he's being a chauvinist? Like, you know, how some women, only some, don't get offended women, how some women get offended when you try to hold a door for them? Okay. So he should have just barreled past her with all the, you know, armloads of toilet paper and, you know, a mop and whatever. And, uh, yeah, that would have been cool. OP might have been a little bit neglectful in uh, leaving that person the secluded lost and found, but it wasn't a lost and found, just like policy. So, yep. I don't know. Some people are just nuts. Any reason to be offended, pissed off, feeling put upon, whatever you want to say. I just don't understand why people have to go through life so angry. Life's too short for that. Fake the stuck paperclip. I used to work for an office as their collection boy being sent out up to eight times a day to collect various things. Generally, when they got the call, I'd be sent out immediately, but I realized one member of the team had started holding back, ensuring I'd have to finish late, particularly if I'd mentioned I had plans that evening. This team member was also in charge of office stationery and equipment, which gave me an idea. I photocopied a paperclip 500 times, <laughs> moving it around occasionally on both A4 and A3, and then put the sheets back into their photocopier's blank paper reservoirs mixed in amongst some blank sheets. They got an engineer out three times to take the machine apart to find the rogue paperclip that was appearing on their documents before they realized. <laughs> That's too funny. It's stupid. It's funny. And, it, you know, what did it cost? Five bucks in paper to do that? And a little bit of time on the clock. But anyway, somebody commented down below. I think I remember seeing, and Clippy's back and looking for revenge. Yeah. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Good on you. Hopefully it didn't uh, interrupt too many people in the office and just this guy or this other person. So, yeah, you don't want to inconvenience everybody else because of one person being a D. I get to watch the company I worked for crumble without me, and it's glorious. Context. I've been working in IT my whole working life. Several years ago, I was approached by someone who owns a small private college and offered a job. I had several years of IT experience by that time, mostly working at colleges in the area. I accepted the job. There, I was the only IT. There was no IT department. Just, just, just me. The internet was laughable. Something like 100 megabits per second for the whole school. They were trying to expand and get approval for a new program. So I took on the daunting task of getting the school up to date. They were simultaneously working to move to online tests and homework. Everything was on paper when I started there. So I moved very fast to do this. I also assisted with providing whatever paperwork, spreadsheets, schedules, etc. the school needed to get their new program approval finalized. Once that was all done, I continued to work as the only IT on campus. Then my boss asked me to work in admissions in addition to my own department to take applications for the new program they got. There were so many other jobs they gave me that I don't even remember them all. They needed about six people to do all that work, but I did it. Fast forward to 2021. I decide I've had enough. I enrolled in the program that I helped the school get, took their crazy entrance exam. It had something like a 10% pass rate, scored in the top five for that year. Then I quit my job. That place had become the worst job I had ever worked at. The boss had no respect for anyone around them, and the office had like six or seven people working in it, including me. I was constantly being accused of doing nothing all day when I was working. When I quit, they didn't hire anyone new to fill my position. They instead passed my work on to three other people, who of course already had their own jobs to do. I watched them struggle for about a month before another one quit. 
Their work also just got dispersed among the remaining employees. That left four people working full-time in the office. One of them, the one who had the absolute most jobs out of everyone there, started a no-call, no-showing at least once a week. Now, one of my favorite co-workers told me that she was just offered a new job with a 40% pay increase, benefits, did I mention this job I didn't have for benefits, and room to grow. She's leaving in August, so that leaves three workers. And the guy that started no-showing has already informed the boss that he won't be working there anymore after this year's over. So that leaves two employees. One of them is part-time. I feel bad for taking joy in this, but something feels good about watching everyone get fed up with the garbage management there at the same time. To clarify, I'm about to graduate in like three months. The school might shut down, but not that fast. I'll be gone before it would affect me. I plan to graduate and promptly purchase like eight copies of my transcript in case they go down. I technically didn't do anything, but that's the petty revenge. Boss keeps asking me to help out around the school. I keep reminding them that I quit my job. And my coworker that got offered a new job came to me to ask for advice about whether or not they should even take the job. Of course I said yes. I reminded them that this place never did right by anyone other than the owner. The boss is the owner. This school is very small. They were somehow open for 13 years before they hired me. Baffling. The Department of Education isn't going to do anything about the working conditions though. The programs they offer are actually really good. The Department of Labor might do something, but I'm not going to call them. It's way more satisfying to watch the school destroy itself while throwing around the I need to focus on school reason whenever the boss asks me for help. Wow, there's a lot to unpack here. Where do I even start? So, okay, good for you for passing that entrance exam and being in the top 5% and all that stuff and furthering your education. Congrats on that. Second, why has nobody else noticed that this guy's running this entire school? Now, it may be a small school, I don't know, maybe 100 people, whatever, I don't know. But why is it nobody else in the community has noticed that this guy's running this school into the ground, private or not, charter or not, whatever type of school it is, and not try to do something about it? You would think after a while, the students would be suffering because of the lack of employees that the school has. Because when you get down to that many employees, things are going to go missing, deadlines are going to get missed, Things won't get input on in a timely manner in the computer system, yada, yada, yada. Like you said, baffling. I don't understand how they survived for 13 years, let alone the last couple. But good for you for getting out while you did. And yeah, I would encourage anybody and everybody who asks me, uh, run. Don't walk. Run. Grandpa can wipe his own ass. I was talking with my siblings during the holiday stuff and remembered an old story. It was 28 or so years ago. I don't remember the exact date as I've tried to forget most everything about this a-hole, but I think it fits here. When I was a little guy, I sometimes had to go out of town and spend time with my paternal grandfather. This dude was pure a-hole, as in my dad had to help raise all his siblings because this dude was never around. Premium a-hole and probably the patient zero of this alpha male phenomenon. Every time I visited, he tormented me. I wasn't as tough or as strong as my brother and all that stuff. I was 8 years old. My brother was 10. Not much different. I just didn't like him and he retaliated. And he retaliated a lot. Stuffing sardines in my food, serving me food that was moldy and obviously spoiled, and he lived in the middle of the desert, so he thought it was funny to find tarantulas and place them on me and watch me freak out. He was a D. That's just the lead up. When I was in high school, the dumbass wrecked his truck, driving drunk from a bar, went off the road and basically split the little truck into two pieces, and his spine as well. My cousin's wedding was coming up and someone needed to babysit and care for the a-hole. My uncle took him in but wouldn't do it, and wouldn't ask any of his kids to do it either. Nobody else would step up, because we all hated him. So I did. He always told me that I was the worst and weakest grandkid he had. A-hole lived in the middle of the desert, and would find tarantulas and put them on me just to laugh when I freaked out. I was effing 8 years old at the time. 
This was an opportunity to retaliate, so I agreed to help, air quotes. I was in my late teens, and in the beginning of the ordeal, he was super thankful for me helping because he knew nobody else wanted to. That lasted about an hour. He started getting demanding and talking his usual shit again. So when he finally said he needed to shit, I set a bowl and a roll of toilet paper next to him and said, You've always said I'm just a worthless idiot, so good luck. Oh dear. Ah, I'm torn on this one. Yup. He sounds like he was evil. He sounds like he was just a mean old bastard. And he probably deserved every bit of that. But I probably still wouldn't have let it go quite that far. Now, while I may have helped him wipe his butt, um, I probably would have made sure that there was a tarantula somewhere in the vicinity later on that night. Or maybe while he was in the middle of doing his business. Who knows? Again, I just don't understand why some people find it necessary to be so mean-spirited and just, just dicks. I don't understand it. Alright guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. And thank you so much for jumping in on that poll that I posted. I posted it on both channels. On this channel, the Malicious Compliance channel, and the Tales from Tech Support channel. And uh, the responses have been overwhelming. And I try, I'm trying to get to every one of them and at least acknowledge that I've seen them. And give them a thumbs up or a heart or a comment or something. Thank you so much. Alright, till the next one guys. We'll see you. Actually, you won't see me because I'll be in Florida. But I'll run my mouth again without the camera and everything will be alright. We'll see ya.